As current and former fangirls, we embrace all the weird and wonderful corners of fan fiction. Our podcast is meant to share and comment on the works we find, never to bash or flame them. These fellow writers, fandoms, and fans have created things that we can all enjoy. Welcome to Better Than Canon, the podcast about the best, worst, and weirdest corners of fan fiction. I'm Kathleen. And I'm Haley. Today's topic was Thomas the Tank Engine. So. It sure was, wasn't it? <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> I had, so we weren't originally like looking a lot at Thomas the Tank Engine until I just was kind of looking around for different topics we could cover. And there is a lot of Thomas the Tank Engine fan fiction. There's a lot. So much. A lot of it's just people writing an ironic just new episodes of Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, it's like actual good, wholesome content. So like if you actually really are having a bad time and you really like Thomas the Tank Engine and you know who the characters are, you can just sit on either fanfiction.net or archive of our own and be like, hey, I want some Thomas the Tank Engine and literally about 90% of it is going to be like, these two guys are going to do the thing, they're trains and they're having a good time. And that's pretty much it. And it's it's just, I wasn't expecting it at all. I was like, just thinking it would be, you know, just pairings and the usual fan fiction fair, but it, it was just a lot of people just making new Thomas the Tank Engine. And I respect that. It's very wholesome and sweet. I don't understand it at all, but it's, it's nice. Now that that's not what we have, at least that's not what I have for us today. I mean, mine's kind of wholesome and then it's suddenly not wholesome. My, cause I have two for us today cause they're both a little short, but they're, they're still very interesting. Um, I don't even know if I could call them wholesome. They're just just weird. And um, I'm just going to shoot into my first one. I'm not going to read you the uh, title because I'd like for you to infer on your own um, what this fan fiction is about. So I'm going to go ahead and start. The fat controller felt his eyes fill up with tears as he read the newspaper that morning. He had never heard of anything so devastating or tragic before. He tossed the newspaper aside, unable to read another sentence. It was the 12th of September, 2001, and he had gone to work as usual, with a cheery soul. But now he had, he had just read of a terrorist attack in the USA, which was named 9-11 due to the fact that it had happened yesterday morning. Excuse me, wait, what? <laughs> 2,606 people were now dead. Most of them had been innocent people, either unaware of what would happen to them that day, or those who were called upon to fight the disaster that had been wrought upon them. So wait, are these people people or are these train people? Because I know people, there's people. like actual people in Thomas the, no, the Tank Engine. These are then... people people. Um, and, and this isn't... this. <laughs> so as this thing goes on, um, it's just... It's literally just the fat controller and all of the trains just mourning and trying to navigate 9-11 the day after i feel like i i feel like i shouldn't judge but at <laughs> okay. the same time i'm also when do, you, when do you think this was written 
on it, but it was written sometime in like 2016. It was two. You're close. It was 2015. Um, I believe no, two, 2016. It was published on September 11th, 2016. And so somebody sat down and they're like, "I want to think about 9/11, and I'm going to write Thomas the Tank Engine fan fiction about 9/11." Well, not only that, someone re- so at the very bottom. Um, it's a story written as requested by a, another user that for the memory of those who died in the 9-11 attacks. What the fuck? So someone requested this person write Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends reacting to 9-11. And it goes on for a bit. Um, so does that mean this is sad porn? Kinda. It's it's, it's for categorized me. under tragedy. Oh gosh. And it's not and it's one hundred percent serious. It just treats it's like nine eleven happened and they're like reacting to it on the day after. <laughs> like here here here's a bit um that Percy is asking the fat controller about it. So Percy says, uh my driver mentioned something about nine eleven, sir, Edward said quietly. What does it mean? It's not easy to explain, but I can answer both of your questions at once. The fat controller answered, Yesterday morning, a terrorist group called Al-Qaeda took over planes and crashed them into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Many people were killed, and lots more were injured. But, but why would they do it, sir? Percy asked, his voice quivering. Their leader, Osama bin Laden, believed that the U.S. were a threat to Muslims and their faith. He may have been right. He may have been wrong. However, that does not justify what his, he and his men did. And it just, it's just legitimately just... That's crazy. I thought at first that it was like parody, but it's just like a 9-11 fan fiction. And I, wow. It reminds me of that one uh, screenshot of a DeviantArt page where someone drew, someone... um took a picture of a soldier in World War II and added, like, a pony in their arms that was scared. And someone in the comments was like, wow, I never understood how bad World War II was, but seeing that pony in, like, such stress, like, now I understand. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, like, the first thing that, the first thought that I have is, well, this would be great for, like, a children's book where you're like, okay, Thomas and friends are talking about 9-11 because, like, kids who were born after 9-11 they, would have no clue what 9-11 is but but then you're like but this is a fan fiction which means the people who are looking for this content are not generally children or they were like 13 year old me and they're lying about being an adult i know i'm like did this person actually legitimately ask for this or did they just like toss it out to this guy and like just like as a joke because it is it is rated teen um which it makes sense um but yeah they oh my gosh i just couldn't i was just staring at it for a while like why why does this exist i don't i, I, just, I don't know it's but anyway um we'll just hop really quick to the second one again um i'm i think this is best if i just kind of cut it's it's three paragraphs okay very short uh, but I am going to go ahead and jump down to um, the last paragraph and read a bit of it just to kind of surprise you with what the subject matter is. Okay. Because it's funny. Great. Um, I'm sure it will. Yeah, I, hopefully it'll be funnier than our last topic. When both engines pulled up next to each other, Gordon told Thomas he was searching for people who may be enemies of the fir- Third Reich. Have you read Mein Kampf? Asked Gordon, who personally related to the hardships of Adolf Hitler. How do you find this? I have not run into anything that's 
anywhere near this kind of bizarre. I don't know. It, it's what's funny is this isn't even the, the so this one's called uh, Thomas the Origins, um, and it's described as this is the exciting origin of Thomas the Tank Engine, part one of many. And the whole story is that they're pulling around like they they have train cars behind them full of Jews. Oh my god! And they're just in Germany, and it's horrible. And I, what the there are fuck? actually, and, and as I was looking, there are actually a lot of ones where they're just writing them in like World War II. Okay. And they're just like, there's like violence and stuff, and it's gory and, okay. and like stressful and terrifying. Right in between, like, and since this isn't rated like M for some reason, um, it's in between like the the sweet people writing episodes of Thomas the Tank Engine, and I was just like, oh, Thomas the Origins. I, I want that sounds weird. I'm gonna click on it, and it's just Thomas being a Nazi in World War II with his Nazi friends. <laughs> I feel like Thomas is not trying to be a Nazi. I feel like as a train who's has a driver, he may not have control over what he does, but maybe he does. I don't know. I've never understood that with with Tom because it's like they they have drivers. Like, and they mentioned that in the fan fiction too. They have drivers, but they also have their own personalities and like talk. It's it's weird. I don't. Yeah, bizarre that's strange. how their like they, how their bodily autonomy works. It's it, like yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they just needed more characters, so they're like, here's a person who jumps into your head. I don't like that. Though. Here you that's, go weird it's for you i don't want to take it back um it's too late it's already there so uh those are (laughs) those are my fan fictions that i found neither of them are very long but but yeah they're really confused as to why they exist but uh if for instance you had to rate them between one and ten one being funny bad five being mediocre and ten being uh legitimately good where where exactly would you place it Where'd you plop it down on that scale? Um. Well, starting with nine eleven, we'll say we'll start. So starting, <laughs> where would you rate nine eleven? <laughs> um. Well, I don't want to say that I think these fan fictions are bad, but I don't want to say they're good either because I don't know why they're there. Mm-hmm. And I and I didn't read all of them. And um, I wouldn't say that it's like mediocre. But I wouldn't say it's good. I'd probably give them like a three. Yeah. Three just because I don't understand why they exist other than the fact that like so many people really love reading stuff about Nazis and so many people love reading stuff about 9-11. Well, I don't know. People like to read books about Nazism. I don't know if people sit there and read books about 9-11. Yeah, I don't. I think I don't think they do. I think it's more people are really interested in World War II. Like, you, you know how in high school you had the horse girl? Yes. There was always like the World War II kid who was really into guns and like really into World War II. Yeah. And and they're like everything about it. And they're like, I'm checking out Mein Kampf, but just because I want to study it, not because I really like Hitler. And and, uh, that that sounds like a kid that has a hit list, though. Let's be honest. Well, there was a kid at our school that had a hit list. That's true. I don't know if they were, I don't know if they were reading Mein Kampf, but no, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, but uh, it, okay. So there, so we're rating nine eleven at a three. I understand. That's I think that's fair. Actually, um, now that I think about it, I want to rate it a two because oh, because I think the nine eleven thing is weirder than 
than the the German thing. Actually, yeah, we'll go to let's lock in two. Two. Lock okay. In. Um so Thomas the Origins, the the World War Two. Um, it's it's a lot shorter and if I had to if if after reading them, I mean neither of them are written poorly necessarily. Like they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're just weird. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, uh, the World War II one, I'll give a three, because I feel like that makes more sense. Where, like, 9-11 is supposed to be, like, a super solemn sort of thing that we talk about and think about because it was a horrible thing that happened to our country and changed the country forever. Stuff about World War II is just more common, where it's like, there's always guys coming into the bookstore and being like, hey, I want, where is your Nazi stuff? Whereas people don't come in and go, hi, where's your 9-11 stuff? <laughs> so I feel like somebody having requested the 9-11 story is stranger to me than somebody <laughs> having written something about trains going to Auschwitz. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, so what you're saying is there's a line, you know, there, there's the the Thomas line where it's like, how long has a tragedy passed before you can write sincere Thomas, the tank engine fan fiction about it and world war two. We're good. Yeah. But, but nine 11, we're not quite past the Thomas line yet. Okay. But also I want to add that there was actually trains involved in world war two. Whereas in nine 11, there were not trains involved. <laughs> so making the leap between animatronic tra- trains is a lot longer than the one for World War II, even though the one for World War II is much more fucked up. I can't argue with you there. You I know? really, I really don't want to think about the morality <laughs> of that. Yeah, me neither. Um, so where, where would you rate them? Where would you rate the 9/11 Thomas the Tank Engine fan fiction? So I would probably rate it like a, a three or a four, just because. Um, it's really weird, but reading it, it's just like explaining it to. It's basically like if you had to c- explain nine eleven to a child that was ready to understand that. It's interesting, but like, like overall, the writing, it's just. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll do three, and the 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 Thomas Origins is so interesting. I'm gonna give it like a like a two, just because it's so much more fascinating to me. That's fair <laughs> enough. That's really weird. Um. So I, that yeah, that's I'll, I'll lock those in. I'll say that's where I'm putting those. Um, and where did you find these? Did you find these on fanfiction.net? Yes, these are both on fanfiction.net. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for thank you. For I don't sharing, think you should thank me for that for sharing that with you us. You can take that back. You you have permission to take back that. No, thank you. thank you for that. All right, so I guess it's my turn. My turn for Thomas the Tank Engine fanfiction. Wonderful. Um, so this Tank Engine fanfiction. So it begins with Thomas going to pick up a shipment at the docks for Top Hat. For Top Ham Hat. He's extremely excited about this because he gets to do it for Top Ham Hat and he's a big deal. So he's a train still, by the way. Um, Wait, so, still? Was he not a train? But is he. <laughs> no, he's like a train. Like, where you, I mean, where yours were still trains. A lot of these fan fictions are no longer trains. So, like, he's still a train. Okay. So he's like train Thomas doing train Thomas things. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, so um, he's even so excited that he lets the shy young man in the goods department take a peep at his beautiful light blue engine and yellow number one on the side. 
I really don't know why that's in the fan fiction, but it's but, uh, but it's there. And train it's, fans, train fans really do love those little details. It's there. It's important later. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. Um. So then, as he's going to the docks, he sees somebody who ruins his mood. I see they're letting anyone in here these days. Came a voice from overhead. Thomas plastered on his politest smile and looked up. Good morning, Cranky. I'm here too. Nobody asked or cares why you're here, Thomas, snarled Cranky, squeaking as he swiveled to glare down at the blue engine. Get out of my dock as soon as po possible, idiot steam engine. So yeah, um, Cranky's a dick for literally no reason. I, it, true to his name. Well, and he keeps going. He's like, tell me, Thomas, do you work hard to be a very annoying engine? Or does it come naturally to you? I'm just dishing just out so the... mean. Wow, okay. So Thomas almost cries and then he leaves because Cranky was a dick for literally no reason. Um so then he's like, okay, well, I need to fix things with Cranky because I wasn't gonna have Cranky ruin my day, but Cranky ruined my day because Cranky was a dick. So I'm gonna go get him to stop. And so um, he goes up to Cranky and he's like, I have a question. And Cranky's like, get out of my face. You're an idiot. And nobody likes you. And then he's like, what? And then he's like, everybody knows the shy young man fancies you, Thomas. Now go away. And Thomas is like, what do you mean? Oh, Cranky's jealous, is he? Well, yeah. And that's where the, that's, where, that's where the sexual tension ramps up a little bit. Oh boy. Train sexual tension. So yeah. So Thomas is basically like cranky. Are you jealous? A bitter snippet of a laugh wafted down through the dim and nearly broke Thomas's heart. He knew basically nothing of this hardworking crane, except that he was appropriately cranky. Was there more to the snarky, sarcastic, acidic crane than he expected? Was he willing to find out? Thomas sighed heavily and realized that he already cared more about the crane than he liked to admit. Maybe he was willing to try to work things out with Cranky after all, except now he needed to approach it from a different angle. <laughs> Listen, Cranky, I know you don't want my pity or my sympathy. A snort gave him pause, but he continued bravely. I don't fancy the shy young man, Cranky. I... I fancy you. Ooh. Thomas watched as Cranky slowly spun back around to face him. He licked his lips nervously, wondering if he'd finally said the right thing. He almost didn't notice the snake-like unwinding of Cranky's hook and line until oh, it was Oh, there we go! Yep, there it is! Until it was wrapped securely around his middle. Without a word of warning, he was lifted up from the railway, and he gave a choked little whimper as he glided upward. Train sex! <laughs> We're here for it! We're here for the train sex! <laughs> His wheels wobbled, free of the tracks, the air whistling all around him. It was liberating. It was exciting. It was erotic. And as we talked about before, there are people inside of Thomas. There is at least a driver inside of Thomas or, or multiple people. How would you like to be a person inside of a train as, <laughs> as sex is happening? With a crane? <laughs> With a crane. It gets better. Um, does it though? It does. Little steamy, Cranky whispered softly when Thomas was mere feet from his face. You came here to confess your devotion to me? Yes, Thomas gasped. I want you. I didn't realize it until tonight, but I do. Cranky drew him closer and Thomas trembled. Would this be their first kiss? And what did you think would happen? Cranky purred, eyes narrowing to onyx slits. Thomas shivered in the cool night air, something like fear starting to swirl inside him. Did you think I'd return your ardor? 
Cranky lifted Thomas higher and brought their faces mere inches apart. He let his lips brush against the steam engine's cheek as he growled. Did you think I would fuck you? <laughs> no, Cranky, I... The crank swung him away suddenly. Thomas's cry lost on the wind and waves below them. Thomas is like, no, I don't even know how that would work. I just, I just kind of like you. Stupid steam engine, Cranky snarled. You say you want me in one breath and deny your intentions the next. You're a child and you know nothing about desire. Cranky, Thomas cried fearfully. Please. He couldn't help it. Steam rose from his boiler and swirled out from beneath him. His fear and lust were somehow intertwined and he didn't know the words to express it to the crane. Please, he called again, biting back a sob of desire and distress, hoping Cranky would understand. Please, Cranky, stop it. I'm so train horny. So train horny and train scared. The line wound around him, squeezing painfully, and this time Thomas couldn't hold back the moan that escaped him. He could feel his steam running short, felt himself getting lightheaded, and he cried out wordlessly. There was a rush of wind, and Thomas found Cranky's face quite suddenly coming into focus again. I want you, Thomas declared brokenly. Please, please, please. Cranky stared unfeelingly into Thomas's eyes as they rolled up into his head. Fine. Fine, Cranky whispered at last, the blue engine unresponsive in his grip. He carefully brought Thomas closer and held him still to, to place a chaste kiss, ki kiss, kiss, a kiss against Thomas's slack lips. The blue steam engine shuddered and the firebox gave a fizzle. No more steam hollered out from under the wheels. Cranky swung his arm out over the water, and with a hiss, he released his hook and line. He watched, eyes cold and blank, as Thomas fell into the ocean with a splash. Oh, shit. Cranky watched until dawn, long after Thomas had disappeared from sight. Cranky just did a train murder. <laughs> so Cranky just fucking murders Thomas. Yeah, yeah, you want it, you little bitch? I bet you do. <laughs> Just he just murders Thomas. That's why he chose this one. It's because he just kills he Thomas. Just, just kills him. There's just like almost train sex, and then <laughs> and he kills Thomas. I'm kind of disappointed because I wanted to know how that was exactly gonna work. <laughs> I don't really even know how that would work between two trains, let alone a, a crane and a train. At least they could get more intimacy because they wrapped the thing around him. But then it as asphyxiated him. So I guess it wasn't that great. I d I'm not. I'm not even gonna like concern myself with how you asphyxiate a train. But I have to say, I mean, if they did, you know, do the deed, they probably have some cute train crane babies. You know, <laughs> and we probably. miss we miss that beautiful relationship blossom because. Cranky just yeeted him into the ocean. Because Cranky's a dick. Because Cranky's a dick. So yeah, that that's pretty much it. Uh, apparently it's going to be a good day uh, for Cranky now that Thomas is dead and the sun rises. And the last line is, it was going to be a good day. I, I guess. I, I can't really argue with Cranky. He's pretty happy. <laughs> He just, I mean, not only did he murder Thomas, but again, there's, there's people aboard. He just like committed mass murder. Just throwing him into the ocean. Ah! Mass train horny murder. So yeah, that's my, uh, I did want to talk a little bit about this person. Uh, I find a lot of my stuff on archive of our own because I just prefer that website. And this, uh, person who wrote this, 
has only written that one fan fiction for Thomas the Tank Engine. And then everything else they've written has been for Harry Potter or Supernatural, which it would be what you would expect. A lot of Harry and Draco. Like they just had to take a break and uh a lot of Wincest, Sam and Dean. Ah, okay. They're together. Okay. So they've written a lot of Supernatural and a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction. And then this one Thomas the Tank Engine uh, fan fiction. And I'm just really confused as to why they decided to write this Thomas the Tank Engine fan fiction about almost sex and then death. Maybe they just had artistic inspiration. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't really say anything about... Because usually there's notes. It has a It has a summary... Oh, notes. I have no excuse for this whatsoever, but I refuse to apologize for it. Uh, uh, Cranky also refuses to apologize for what he did. Oh, okay. I I got that vibe from Cranky. I was getting that vibe. Um, So are there any, like, reviews or... Two people left kudos and nine guests left kudos, but there's no comments or anything like that. So two people were like, yes, good. And then nine other random people who didn't want to identify themselves were like, yes, good. I, you know, I, I gotta give it, I gotta hand it to all these people though. Like, I really don't know what to say either. Um, maybe not kudos to sexy train murder story, but maybe, uh, I'd give it like, I'd give it like a two, uh, because I, I'm a little bit disgusted, but also fascinated. That's fair. I think if I were to rate this, I would probably also give it a two because almost train sex and then murder. It's only a two because there wasn't any outright train sex, though. That's fair. I wouldn't want to rate it any higher than that either. Yeah, it's a a two. Well, you got any more? No, that's it. That's all I have brought to the table today. So I guess that means we're going to move on to next week's episode soon. So next week, uh, our topic will be, or well, next episode, our topic will be Zelda. Zelda, because, you know, you have to, you have to. Everybody knows Zelda. Even people who haven't played Zelda know Zelda or at least Link and then think he's Zelda. And some people get really mad about it. Yes. Zelda is my favorite green hat boy. That's what you can look forward to next week. Um, we wanted to thank you for listening to our episode. Um, this is our first episode and our first time actually trying to do anything like this. So it's really exciting for both of us. We actually have a few things that you can follow at the moment if you're interested. Um, we have a Twitter at better than Canon. We also have a Instagram, which is also at better than Canon. We have a Gmail account that you can send topics to or specific fix that you'd like us to read. Or maybe you just need a friend and you want to talk to us. Yeah, you can just send us whatever. Um, that's better than Canon pod at gmail.com as in podcast, but without the cast. Um, if you'd like to rate, reply, um, leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That would really help us out. Um, but you can also follow us on like Spotify or whatever way that you decide that you like to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's uh, we're hoping to eventually set up a P.O. box because I love mail. Not enough for me to stay a mail carrier, but I still love mail. And uh, you love mail enough to marry one. We're working on putting up a website too, and we'll let you know when that's all figured out. But things are going slow. We'll figure it out. COVID does 
tend to have that effect on everything. And eventually, if we get popular enough, we're hoping to maybe do a Patreon. So like maybe if you feel like giving us a dollar a month, that would be rad because it'd be kind of cool to get paid to do stupid stuff like read fan fiction. (laughs) But if you just want a free radio show about train sex, you're here and I'm queer and that's how it's going to be. Thanks for tuning into train sex. Uh, Bye. Chugga, 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 chugga.